0: boom there it is ladies and gentlemen so if you guys are uh, unhappy with your job you're looking for a way to earn some additional income online this episode's for you our guest is going to help teach us a bunch of cool stuff today so let's get this one started here we go shut up and sit down look a business can give you everything you want in life prestige wealth freedom it can also take everything away from you this show is for those who are willing to take that risk Are you tired of feeling trapped in your nine-to-five job? Are you looking for ways to earn additional income and break free from the traditional work structure? Our guest today knows exactly how that feels. After experiencing job loss, he turned his passion into a successful online business empire. He's here to share his journey and insight to help you serve no master and create an online income stream. Now let's welcome to the show, Mr. Jonathan Green. Welcome to the Business Bros Party, my friend.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and excited to hang out with your amazing audience.
0: Let's do this thing. Uh, serve no master, right? So um, I've been uh, I've been told I have this curse of helping people turn their passion into work. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing, but you seem to have a very similar thing going on here. Tell me a little bit about that uh, the the way that you ended up broken, losing your job and then kind of turning your passion into, into something that turned your life free, or set your life free.
1: Yeah, I thought it was my dream job. I was 29 years old, running a massive department in one of the top 20 universities in America in charge of a $1.5 million budget. And every single day I was thinking, how many more days do I have to work to pay off my student loans? That's it's mm. not what you want to think your first week at a job. And it just didn't work out. Within two weeks, they let me go. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me because it gave me the kick in the pants I needed to take control of my destiny. I was driving home in a blizzard in my new car to my new apartment that I'd signed the leases on both that weekend. And I said, I don't want anyone to be able to do this to me again. I kind of realized that when you have a job and you're working for someone else, they have control over how much money you make, but also control if you can pay your rent, if you can pay for food, if you can take care of your kids. It's a huge amount of power because it's not that easy as a lot of people have seen. If you lose your job, it can take a really long time to get back to work. And it's really challenging. So that's really what my, where my journey began.
0: I got two things for you here. One was that you are a ghostwriter. The other one, high-ticket affiliate, uh, high affiliate marketing. Um, tell me about those two things. How do they kind of parallel each other?
1: I think it's really important to have two parts to your business. One should be fast money, and one should be slow money that makes a lot more money over time. For example, if I write a book for myself, I'm making royalties. I might make a few dollars a day for the next 20 or 30 years. That adds up to thousands or tens of thousands of dollars. Whereas if I take a ghostwriting job, I get paid before I write anything. They pay me a deposit. Usually it's 50%. Um, and right now that means me $40, they give me $40,000. They give me $20,000 up front to work on a project for the next couple of months. So I get a fast cash injection because sometimes you just need that. So you have slow money and fast money. The fast money is immediate, but it's less. And whatever you're doing, you need to have that. When I was first starting out 10 years ago, I started out selling SEO services, helping small businesses rank online. So they pay me up front and I use that money to pay for courses, training and software as I built my own business. So I always believe there should be two parallel paths. And those are the things that I found worked the best for me after doing this for 12 years. Can we
0: build a side hustle successfully and have a job? I mean, I know your thing is to, you know, leave that nine to five job eventually, but for a lot of people to just kind of, take that leap of faith and go into being self-employed. It's not the easiest leap of faith for a lot of people. You got a nice little swift kick in the butt and we're forced into it, let's say. But for other people that are dreaming of letting go of their job at some point, can this be done on the side and then eventually overcome and take over their income?
1: Absolutely. I believe that's how most people should do it, that you should kind of think, first of all, I want to build a business that makes 10% of what I'm already making. So you have this little buffer that covers you if you have an emergency. That's really kind of how I see the first phase of building your side hustle, your online business. And then as it grows, eventually it will match your main income and then replace it. And that's when you know it's time to leave your job. So I don't think everyone has to do like happened to me. I needed that kick in the pants, but not everyone needs that. And you don't have to put yourself in a really tough situation. Like I was living in my mom's basement for my 29. I got kicked out of the apartment. I couldn't pay the apartment anymore. I had to move out after the six months. And I was living in my mom's basement. That's not what everyone wants to do when they're about to turn 30. I was like, this can't happen to me. I got to find a way out of here. So everyone has their own different ways of motivation. But you, the most important thing is to think of it seriously. The problem with the term side hustles is that a lot of people kind of think of it as a game. It used to be called that. 10 years ago, people were like, oh, I'm just playing around with an online business. I'm dabbling. And everyone who does that fails. You have to at least take it seriously and say, this is something I really want to work. I really want to use this to pay for my vacations, this to pay off my student loans, this to give me that buffer. And that mindset shift really makes a huge difference in your chance for success. So if you're working a full-time job and you can only put in one hour a day or two hours a day into your business, that's still 10 hours a week or five hours a week. That's enough to build a business as long as you're taking it seriously. Because when you're taking it seriously, it means you have to be more efficient. I've seen people who only have two hours a day succeed a lot faster because they're forced to be efficient. When you have eight hours a day, you're like, oh, I can spend all day, I have lots of time to do this. And that's something I struggle with now is that, I'm not nearly as efficient now as I used to be. I have to really push myself to stay focused throughout the day. That's tough to be
0: able to uh, to kind of dedicate that time. And then when you do have that time, the other tough part is to remain focused, right? I, I always like the acronym for focus to follow one course until successful. And I think that's where the focus has to be for that extra time that you have to put into this side hustle uh, to, to build it efficiently is it's got to be focused effort, what are some common myths that you, that you see for people who are trying to start a business online? Um, you see a lot of people do things on TikTok, for example, on Instagram reels and they're all selling a bunch of different things. Um, usually they're, they're low ticket items. but there's always these myths and misconceptions that people have when it comes to starting something online. What have you seen that's one of those that are some of those common mistakes that people have?
1: Sure, the most common one, most common mistake people make, trying a whole bunch of different ideas. So I love your acronym for focus. The most common reason people fail online is that they just keep trying idea after idea after idea, and they don't stay long enough to see it work. Sometimes it takes three or six months for an idea to work. And that's a long time because you start thinking, oh, maybe it's not working, but it can take a while. It took a while for my first blog to get traffic. It took a while for different parts of my business to work, for my first product to work, all of these things. And it can be scary because sometimes you're doing work and you're not sure it's going to work. That's why I like to have that short, term money, that fast cash, you have money coming in while you're building your side business. That's the first mistake. The second mistake people make is thinking that cheaper is easier. So I mentioned, you mentioned earlier, I do high ticket affiliate marketing. If I promote to my audience a $7 product and a $3,000 product, I'll sell the same number of units. It's just when I sell the $3,000 product, I make a lot more money. So you can become someone who sells really expensive things, even if you're in high school, even if you're in your twenties, it doesn't matter because it's going to get you the exact same response. It's just as hard to sell at different price levels, but there's this fear you go, Oh, I have to be older. And maybe that is true in real estate, but for everything else online, it can actually be a massive advantage being younger. A lot of people I've worked with who are right out of college or about to go to college think, Oh, I have to sell my product for $7. I worked with someone last year. I said, let's sell it for $2,000, same product, $7 to 2000. And people were buying it. So then we bumped it to 5,000. So seeing what's possible, realizing, and also people take it more seriously. When it's a more serious investment, they work a lot harder and you have that additional money that someone's paid you to invest in maybe a better studio, maybe better content, maybe bringing in an external expert to help with different parts of the program. So you can actually give them a better experience. You can deploy that revenue on their behalf and give that customer a better experience and higher odds of success.
0: Are we talking like digital products, like courses here, or are we talking actual physical products that, that can be sold at, at higher tickets? What, what's your, like, I guess what I'm trying to ask is like, how important is it to have a niche or a specialty when starting an online business?
1: That's a great question. I don't deal in physical products other than print on demand. So if it's something that I only make it after someone's paid, uh, my wife and I, for a couple of years, we owned a hotel. And before we had our fourth child, when she was pregnant with number four, I said, let's not have two businesses. And we bought like t-shirts or stuff like that for the hotel. And we realized that when you have stock, it's a nightmare. So I don't really like to have stuff sitting on a shelf because then you're forced to sell something and it's like a different risky business. Now there is a lot to be done in e-commerce. That's just not my world. What I really like is that I have much lower risk. So if I make a digital course, whether I sell one unit or 10,000 units, my overhead is the same because I only had to create it once. Whereas physical products, it's a lot more challenging. It's a much more challenging world. It's a lot more complicated. There are opportunities there. That's just not what I'm an expert in. I recommend people when you're starting out to focus on things, especially if you're doing affiliate marketing, you're putting other people's products. For example, if you promote a product on Amazon that's $2,000, Best you're going to get is 12%. That's the absolute highest they pay for anything. And a lot of their products, they pay 2% or zero. It just depends. So you make $240. If I brought that exact same product and it's an information product, I'm going to get 50%, which is $1,000. So it's that much more money, four times more money for the exact same work. Why would I sell something and give myself that massive pay cut?
0: There's a – I think there's a big misconception between the quality of a course and the ability to sell it, right? And, and I think those two things are, are – really play out when you're starting to create content online to sell these particular things because uh, – so I'm going to ask you this in, in two parts. One is what makes a good course and two, what makes a course uh, something that people actually want to buy that are willing to pay that money out? What is it that you're doing to – get people, persuade them to actually take the course that you bring on?
1: Sure, that's a great question. The first part is it works. So my job as an affiliate marketer is not just to promote everything, it's to screen out the programs that don't work or that have a logical fallacy. Because I've been doing this so long, I can tell when there's a piece missing in a program. someone recommended me something last week, I can't promote that. I can tell there's something not right. I don't trust that it works because it doesn't match my experience in this business for doing this so long. Whereas as long as a logic chain is there and I go through my other process, then I can promote it. So that's the most important thing is that it actually works, that whatever you promise, you can meet that promise. I'm launching a new program tomorrow with a partner and we had this massive conversation about exactly how we're gonna make promises in the sales material because we don't wanna make promises we can't keep. That's so critical. The second part is really connected to it. What causes sales is proof. Whatever you're selling, if you look at every single fitness program, right? What do they have before and after photos? that's proof that it works. I want to see as a consumer proof that someone who looks and is like me, it worked for them. That's why when you see like pictures of all those proof screenshots, everyone looks different. It's an old lady. It's a young lady. It's an old man. It's a young man. It's someone from different countries. It's people that look different but because people are looking for the person who looks like them. That's really what people respond to. They go, oh, if someone my age, my gender, my life experience can work, then there's a really good chance it can work for me. So that's why proof is the most important part. And that can be the biggest challenge when you're building something new. When you're building a new business, you go, well, I don't have any proof. How can I get that? But that really is the difference because if it works and you can get people to test it and it worked for them, well, then the sky's the limit.
0: So that's kind of where I was going to lead into the next one. How do you find the content to sell some of these products or do you do you have to make the content to sell some of these products? Because I know there's a lot of businesses out there that may have a good like SaaS product, for example, software as a service, or they might have a good uh personal service or course, whatever it is, but maybe they don't have the testimonials in place. Maybe they don't have the marketing material in place. Is that something you kind of glaze over and go, all right, onto the next. You're not the type of program that I'm, I'm ready for, or are you going in and creating content and getting people to try, uh, try the material, try the course and, and then getting the testimonials or, or the proof of concept from that.
1: So if I'm promoting it as an affiliate and it's someone else's software, I'm going to use it. Um, I only promote software that I use. I don't promote software. That's not part of my business. That's part of my ethos. So if it's not a tool I use, um, I don't promote it. Now there are tools that I used to use that are really good for beginners and don't make sense for my business size. And I'll say that I, sometimes I'm working with someone on a call. I go, I don't use this tool anymore. So they've added a lot of features. So I don't, they'll ask me how to do certain things. The same, although some things have changed and that's, important to have that level of integrity so what i really look for is does the tool work and does it do something that works for me so i don't just wrote something that's cool it really is important that allows you to not need that proof because your story becomes a proof like i use this tool to save me time that makes it really easy for someone who's following me go oh, okay that makes sense jonathan's using it then i want to use it the third most common visited page on every single blog it goes start here home tools, whatever your tool page or resources page is, that's the third or fourth most visited page on every single website. So if you don't have that page, you're just leaving money out. And when I learned that lesson, it kind of generated a lot more income for my business, because when I visit someone else's website, I'm like, well, what tools are they using? So common to visit that page. People want to know what you're using. Like everyone watching this right now is probably going, well, what software is he using to record this call? Or maybe someone's watching me and going, what microphone is he using? So people who like you want to use what you're using.
0: That, that really does make sense because uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of people try to build a huge following so that they can sell their products. And I think really what you're doing here is you're connecting with a community versus building a following. And so when your community sees what you're doing, that's when they're going to ask that question of what are you using, how are you doing it, how are you making it happen? So what do you suggest for somebody who's getting started in this space? Do you suggest that they start building an online presence and start building a following in the community or go the paid ads ads route where they are paying for that traffic to come their way?
1: That's a great question. There's really two resources you can use to build a business. It's either time or it's money. You have to choose one or the other. So depending upon your situation, usually if someone's younger, they're under 30, they have more time than money. So for example, if you're in your 20s, you're making $15 an hour, well, then an hour of your time is much more deployable resource than someone who makes $1,500 an hour. For them, it makes sense to spend money to pay someone else who's making $15 an hour because they can hire 100 hours. So that's really the two differences. So if you have enough money to deploy, if you want to learn paid ads and do paid ads marketing, you have to have kind of a budget of $5,000. and depends on the system you're using. When I was running a lot of ads on Amazon, sometimes the payback was 90 days later. So I actually had, if I wanted to run $5,000 ads, I needed a $15,000 fund to maintain those ads because I wasn't getting paid back as quickly because sometimes the payout was 90 days later. So you have to have enough budget to cover the entire period from when you're running the ads to when the revenue comes in. Ads can really work. It's actually the one of the fastest ways to become really rich. It's also one of the fastest ways to become really poor. So it's very, very risky because you're constantly spending money. I really like to make something work first. So I'm an organic traffic person. I always have, been. I've always been about building audiences. I started off building a really huge blog way back in 2007. That's how I began. And I think that's better, especially, you know, it seems like a lot of your audience is younger. I would really recommend the fastest way to grow an audience right now is TikTok, 100%. The secret is to really know why you're making content. Sometimes people reach out to me, they have 100,000 followers that all have nothing in common with each other. They just build a huge following and a large following that's random is really, really low in value. If you have people in their 80s and people in their 20s, we don't shop the same, right? I don't shop the same as someone who's 30. I don't shop the same as someone who doesn't have kids. The way I shop and the way I spend money is very different. So the ads I see would be different than the ads you see, Would be different than the ads every single person who's watching this right now sees. But if you have an audience that's all the same, if you have an audience that's all left handed people in their 20s who really love paper art, well, then you can run tons of ads to them because you know what they like. So that is a much more valuable audience. So as long as you're building something targeted, you can do something really, really cool. And I don't think you need to put in a lot of money to build a business. I think you can build a lot of build a great audience without spending money up front and so that you can slowly invest in your company from your profits.
0: Can you give us uh, some, like, some practical advice for a 17-year-old kid who's, who's just getting started? They have a TikTok, but usually they just watch people and what other people are, are producing, less about creating content. Um, what could they do to start creating content on TikTok to either build a following or just sell direct right there on the platform?
1: That's a great question. Here's how you do it. You have to first pick your vertical. And I'll give you an example imagine right i've talked about building online business what if i started telling about my favorite weight loss product it would be weird right that's the danger is that if you have content about one topic you can't jump right now most of my content is about ai and making a lot of youtube and TikToks about ai and artificial intelligence i'm using those tools in my business right now a lot and so it makes sense but if i jumped to something that wasn't relevant that's the danger. So whenever you build a channel, the direction you build it in, and that's how TikTok's algorithm works in any social media channel, they go, oh, this is who you're targeting. So first you make weight loss content, and then you want to switch to business content three months later, you're going to have a lot of problems and it's actually better to start a new account. So that's what I really recommend. Pick your vertical, say, what are the types of things I want to do? And here's how you pick a vertical. Cause I think that would be probably your next question. It's a really great one is to figure out, are there 30 affiliate products that I can promote in this space? If there's not 30 products, and when I say can't promote, I mean, you sign up and they give you permission and the link. Because there are certain products, even now that turn me down. There's certain products that go, oh, we don't want to work with you because you don't have a huge Twitter following. I just have an email list. I'm an old school marketing in that way. I really believe in the email list because I own my audience, but that's really important. If you only have three or four things you can try and sell. So I'll give you an example. There's a, one of my friends made millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars in the job seeker space. So when people lose their job, he would help them get back to work by optimizing their LinkedIn. He did that for about eight years. Massive business. The problem with that business for someone as an affiliate is that someone who lost their job is only going to buy about five products maximum. Maybe they're going to buy something about building their resume, interview secrets, like how to optimize their LinkedIn profile, and maybe one or two other things. And that's it. And it's also a short time window, which means once they get hired, they're never going to buy anything from you again. So you have a short relationship. Whereas if you teach weight loss or you teach relationships or some of these other spaces, then people might follow you for 20 or 30 years and you might have a much longer relationship. I've had people who don't buy anything from me for two years of following me. And that's fine because I have that longer relationship. It's the same reason I find the marriage market tricky because it's a short window of time, only from the proposal to the wedding. And then they're not interested in anything you have to sell. So as an affiliate, you have to constantly get new leads because the leads are burning out because they're no longer interested in you. So I like markets where there's a longevity. So I look for 30 things I can sell that are all different. And then someone who's going to be interested in that for a long time. I've been like most people, like I've been on diets and losing weight for 25 years and that's never going to stop. I'm constantly working on optimizing my health. And that's something that you can have a long relationship with. So there's a lot of markets like that.
0: That reminds me of a, of, how you can continue to market to these people. So part of what you were discussing there is creating some organic content, uh, building a platform, but ultimately, and sadly, at any time any of these platforms can cut you off. You might say something they disagree with. The product is not, uh, I don't know, gets under fire for whatever reason, or you just get blocked for whatever, or or, or they really like hose down your content, uh, that the, the reach that your content is getting. So how much of that traffic are you driving so that you can collect that data, right? So that they leave one platform, go to you. Now you have name, email, phone number, and you can continue that relationship going forward so that the buying cycle doesn't end in that short period. Maybe for that vertical, it ends in a short period, but for some of these other products, you can continue to market to them, either email, text message, uh, in any other ways.
1: I'm trying to get someone's email address as quickly as possible. That's the most important thing to me because it creates intimacy. If, you're watch- if someone's watching your TikTok video, they're one flip of the th- thumb away from making you disappear. Even if they're your follower and the way TikTok's algorithm works, you don't even see videos by people you follow very often. They're usually showing you mostly content by other creators that they think you're going to like. So as a creator, sometimes you only have one chance to communicate with someone. Whereas if I get someone's email address, I can email them every day until they unsubscribe. They have to actively say, I don't want to hear from you anymore. So that's a much longer relationship and we don't get distracted. If you watch a video on YouTube, what happens at the end of the video? It shows two other videos recommends. It's got like 10 videos recommends on the side of the screen. There's all these distractions. Whereas if we're having a one-on-one conversation via email, you're much more likely to give me high level attention. I can't read an email and do something else at the same time. I have three computer monitors, but when I'm meeting emails, I don't have a video on the other monitor. So you get hundred percent attention. You get a lot of people's attention. And what happens, right? If you get locked out of your Facebook account, what do they do? send you an email, right? Maybe now they do that picture thing. We have to figure out what all your friends look like. I can never pass that test. I need the email because I can't remember what all my friends look like because I got too many friends. So that's always the highest level access to someone is an email, right? Whenever there's a problem with any account, they go, oh, we're going to email you to make sure you're the right person. So email is really at people's highest level of contact. It's the best way to get my attention. It's the best way to get most people's attention. So I want someone on my email list because that's where 90% of my income comes from, maybe 95
0: So what are some of the biggest challenges you faced like during your journey in building your online business? How do you overcome them? And then how do you kind of use that to help other people overcome some of their obstacles?
1: Some of the biggest challenges that I face is like working with people that I shouldn't have. It always happens when you work with someone and then things get weird and you have problems. So that's always a challenge and part of this business. As much as working online seems like it's all technology, it doesn't matter other people. This business, most of the income is handshake-based. It's trust-based. Because what are you going to do if someone doesn't pay you $2,000 or $3,000? Now, you can't pay your rent, you can't feed your kids, but it's not enough money to really sue someone who lives in a different state. It's You can't afford to do that. So... It's all about trust and reputation, which was a big surprise for me. I thought, okay, I never once I got fired, I never want to work with anyone else. I just want to work in my own room, first in my mom's basement, then get my own place and never have to interact with other people. But that was completely wrong. So it's really heavily relationship-based. The second thing is thinking that you can build a brand. That's a lot of people talk about that. And it's the wrong idea. People don't buy from me because they think I'm smart. Nobody buys from me because they think I'm smart. People buy from me because they like me. Nothing I've told you today is original. You can find other people who know the exact same things, have the exact same philosophies, have a similar experience. What's unique about me is my life story. That's really what separates you. So whoever you are, whatever you look like, wherever you're from, whatever your life experience is, that's actually the most important asset you have. So there are certain markets I can't go into because of how I talk, because of how I look, because of my life experience. Some audiences respond to me and some don't. So I can send an email to the same 10,000 people as a lady who has a different approach to life. We'll email the exact same 10,000 people, both sell copies of the same product to different people on the list. So it's, that's what's really amazing is that your uniqueness is your most valuable asset. And finally, the other big challenge I've had is thinking that everything is going to work. So you think your first idea is going to hit it out of the park. And this happens a lot. I work with a lot of authors. You know, people go, oh, you're going to write my book and it's going to make me a millionaire. I'm like, It's not. Every rich author has written a ton of books, right? There's seven Harry Potter. Stephen King is cranking out a book every two weeks. Why? Because it's the massive library that generates the revenue. So realizing that you're not going to hit a home run on the first swing, you're going to have to treat this like a journey and then it's a real job. One of the challenges is that we say, oh, I can go to college, which takes four years, and then I'll be able to figure out what I'm going to do. Or I can start an online business, which is only going to take me two hours and I'll be ready. I work seven days a week. Okay, I have to work every single day to build my business. I've been doing this 12 years. Things are going really well. I live in a house I don't think I deserve. I never thought I'd live in a house this nice. Never thought I'd have an office this nice. Got four kids. You know, they're always something. We just had to pay a ton of money for their yearly vaccinations today. There's always another bill. they private school. Oh my gosh. What does that mean? I got to constantly work. And that's really the biggest key to my success. As I mentioned, I'm not that smart. I'm okay. But it's not my intelligence. It's my consistency. It's my willing to work every single day that all the people that kind of had a little bit of success and faded away, it, they didn't have that consistency. They didn't get every day. They didn't put in time every day. So more than like a flash in the pan viral video, if you can just crank out content every day or do whatever you need to do every single day consistently, you're going to see success while the people that have that flash in the pan disappear.
0: And I'm imagining this is where your passion comes into play, right? Because you are passionate about what you talk about. You're passionate about the product that you're using because you're actually using it. Uh, And that's where turning your passion into – an income stream really comes into play. You kind of identified that, right? And you're, you're not going to be the one who's suited for every industry, but the ones that you're passionate about tend to kind of gravitate towards you because you're actually in them. You're using them, you're doing them, you like them. And then other people can see that clearly. I mean, our, Our BS meter is pretty high, I guess, now that we've been inundated with so many different types of content that we actually can see somebody who cares about that product or service, uh, how they're using it. And that's when we kind of resonate with them and buy.
1: It's possible to build a business in a space you're not passionate about. And I know people that have done this. They'll build a business that gets really successful after about two or three years. And all they want to do is sell it because they don't want to do it anymore. They painted themselves into a corner. So you want to make sure that you don't trap yourself into something you're not interested. For a long time, I was in the dating relationship space. Was really passionate about that space. It was really important to me because I was someone who struggled for a really long time. I had no dates in high school. I couldn't figure things out. I was just so, so bad. And I read books and I went courses and I got so successful. I wrote a, My first blog was just about how bad I was at dating. And it became really, really, really well-known until a big brand reached out to me and said, will you do a project with this? And I was just writing about how bad I am at dating, which is easy to write about. Well, guess what? I'm married, got four kids. I don't know anything about modern dating. There's all these new terms now, all these new apps. So it's really hard for me to still be passionate about that part of the space, right? Because I don't have that experience. I'm not out there meeting new people all the time anymore. So some niches will have um, an end point to them, right? If you just talk about wedding stuff. And then once you get married, well, you're not knowing you're not going to stay up to date unless you're constantly doing it. So you want to pick something that you're really excited about and you can see, oh, I could still be doing this in 10 years. So that's really where the passion part comes in. You don't have to be an expert. Expertise is really not that important. It's much more important to be excited and passionate. So if you're learning about something and sharing your journey, then people will love that. So you can build spaces and places and areas where you're not passionate. It's just a very different structure and you can end up stuck. So if you're doing anything where you're the face, you're making the content, then you want to be something you're really excited about. And now with the advent of how some things have shifted on social media, I've seen some niches that used to be terrible, like model trains, now you can build an audience of 100,000 people that love model trains, and you can actually build a lot of revenue. So niches that used to be impossible. When I started out, I was like, oh, I wish video games was a niche. I started out before there was Twitch, before there was streaming, before you could have your own like video game review channel. So it used to not work. And now you can make a living just talking about which video games you like, and which games you hate. That's crazy to me. That wasn't an option before. It used to be, well, the only way to make money in video games was buying and selling used video games, which is something I didn't want to do. So almost every market you can think of, now there's an opportunity because you can access a global market and build an audience of 10,000 people. And that's all you need to change your life.
0: Yeah, and plus video games went to download only pretty much. So buying and selling games, probably not the best avenue to be in today. All right, uh, Jonathan, you've you've shared a lot of great information. I know there's a lot of people who do not want to serve a master anymore. They want to quit that nine to five. They want to learn a little bit more about setting up their businesses to have a a nice online revenue stream. If people want to reach out to you, how can they do that?
1: Yeah, the best way to find me is if you Google serve no master. Every single response is either me or Jet Lee. Great company for me to be in. Great actor. Love his movies. Otherwise, if you go to serpentomaster.com, I'm always giving away copies of my bestsellers, So you can grab my book, uh, Fire Your Boss, for free on Amazon. If you just type in Fire Your Boss and look for the one by Jonathan Green with the most reviews, you can grab that for free anytime to see how you can get started. I wanted to create something that gives people a really good foundation. And... That's the best place to find me. And of course, you can email me, Jonathan I'm the only one to check site. I don't have my assistant checking. it's just me. So you get the real access and I always do answers. So I love when people reach out to me. The most common email I get is, hey, do you really respond to your own emails? And of course I do. yep absolutely does all right jonathan thank you very much ladies and gentlemen that's what it's
0: all about you have to have some little side hustle we're living in super inflationary times right now so even that extra couple two three four five hundred bucks a month can really change your household income and give you some of that flexibility you're looking for and like jonathan said early on you don't have to shoot for thousands and thousands of dollars right up front a couple extra hundred bucks a month can grow to become those. thousands of dollars if you're able to focus your attention and grow that online side so if you guys need help it's his website scrolling across the bottom serve nomaster.com serve nomaster.com. he is not jet lee but he's the other one that you're gonna see when you search serve so jonathan thank you very much for coming on the show ladies and gentlemen we'll catch you guys on the next one peace and we're out it's over go home is your business in need of marketing